What's up, everybody? It's your boy Shwaib. Back for our final episode of uh, 2019. You don't sound excited, bro. It's of a, this decade. It's the final. Yeah, no, it's listen. It, it's like countdown. we d- we decided to do this this year. It, it was just something that, you know, we kind of... We were all just sitting around hanging out and... Um, and it was just like a fun project that kind of turned into like a bit of a hobby that kind of turned into somewhat of a job. A chore. <laughs> For some people, <laughs> at least. Sitting there on my computer editing this shit. <laughs> For some people, at least 30 seconds worth of work, you know? Um, no, but it's 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 been fun. This is episode 13. And like I said, it's um, it's the final episode. Now, the thing is, this one is all decade-themed, right? And... Um, I wanted to start this off by saying like what this decade meant to me. Um, you went from a little boy to a man. Uh, honestly, if I was to set it up in one word, yeah, I I like I legit thought about this shit. Right, one word to describe this decade would be independence. Like that's <laughs> that's how I would set, like that's how I would summarize this entire decade for me personally in one word and um i got a better word for me meh (laughs) (laughs) on to the next one (laughs) nah see the reason for why i say that though right started this decade 2010 i was ending up grade like we were i was in the middle of grade 11 right it's the you're going into like your senior year of high school you're doing like you just you're experience like you're you're figuring out ways to express yourself still right and it's like it's the it's the last page in like one of the chapters like one of the most important chapters in your life and um and throughout this decade what's happened for me is i've had a lot of these first moments that i'm probably not going to get back first kiss oh that was actually a little earlier than that so no but for real right like thinking back it's like at the start of this decade i was just finishing up high school entering into university right it, it was like me figuring out who i was and then get into university I, you know, I made some of the best friends of my life Aww. in university. Who, who's your, who? <laughs> it ain't you guys. <laughs> yeah, not me. I wasn't even, I mean, I didn't talk to nah. you in university that much. Nah. I mean, we kind of, we did, we, our friendship developed a different way. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. And so the reason for why I say it's like independence is because it was the first, like, those years of my life, like going from 16 to 26, right? Like is when I did most of the shit for myself. I got my first job, right? I like, I started making an income for myself. Bought my, like the first pair of clothes that I bought for myself, per first pair of shoes, like all of that shit happened in this decade. And not just that, it's like my first relationship my first trip alone, um, me deciding, like me purchasing my first car. And I, I wanted to say like this, this was probably one of the best decades of my life. I would assume it's better than when you were six to 16. No, but for real, right? But I'm just saying like going on, yeah, going on, looking into like 2020 to 2030, that shit's going to be way different. Like a lot of let's these, hope, let's hope it's better, you know. A lot of these firsts, yeah. I, I'll never get to experience like this. Well, you'll this have, decade, you'll have different firsts. You'll have like hopefully buying your own house. Yeah. Hopefully your first marriage. <laughs> a distant dream. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully your first kid, like all that, you know. Yeah, and uh, like, see, I, all the shit that I thought <laughs> that that happened for me this decade, I, I didn't expect. Like I, I didn't plan on doing any of this shit coming into this decade. Yeah. I like I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Right? Like a lot of people sit down and they they make up all these goals and all these like they have like these aspirations and stuff. But they and We we have no aspirations. <laughs> we just, and they, we they have like set timelines, but I wasn't one of those people. 
right? Like I was just, like I said, at the start of this decade, I was figuring out who I was. Um, and then slowly throughout this decade, I was, I was just like, I was becoming independent as a person, which is why this is one of the most important decades of my life. Um, not like my love for sports, right? Like the horizon for what I thought like would made a good sport. You went from just definitely watching cricket. Yeah, exactly. Like it expanded a whole lot, man. Yeah, music. That shit was fucking wild. Like I went, I started like I fell in love with basketball this this decade. This is something that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. Um, I started watching like hockey. Yeah. I was like I started watching football, all of that shit. Like all of that happened this year. I had my first heartbreak this decade. Aww. I found, like, I found an amazing girlfriend this year. Like this decade, Aww. right? Like all of that shit hey, happened. You finna make us tear up, bro. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, people pulling over their cars right now listening to this. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to say, like, if you, if you actually think back on like the ten years that have gone by. A lot of the people that were in between 16 and 26, like going from their teens to like adulthood and to entering a chapter of their life where they, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, but there's, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of structure coming forward, right? Like there was no structure in this, in this decade for me. Yeah. And like there was to a certain extent, but like that, that set routine in your life like that didn't exist for me in this decade and i don't think that that's something that i'm ever going to get back right like i mean who knows where life will take me yeah but i just i kind of wanted to do this like mostly because i i just wanted this on record for myself to say like exactly how i feel listen to this in 2040 like where yeah you never know man turn like, it up turn it up <laughs> right like I, there was so much shit that i did that i'm probably like that that just shaped my personality and it and it made me the per the, this decade made me the person that i am yeah these are and your formative years you know exactly and it's like this was my youth this whole decade was my youth yeah we just old men no, reminiscing facts i mean it ain't going and it's something that <laughs> no and it's something that we're gonna continue doing like we're gonna continue reminiscing forever but looking back it's like these are the years that we're going to be looking back on yeah. And that's why I kind of wanted to like, you know, have this on record. Um, and it's something that I felt comfortable sharing, right, with everybody. So that's why it's, that's how I'm starting off this episode. Um, but yeah, and so one of the other things that it definitely did, like this decade brought me was my love for music grew exponentially. Expedition. <laughs> Expeditiously. <laughs> um, shout out to you <laughs> um so one of the things that we wanted to do for this episode was talk about some of the music that influenced us that we thought was you know monumental for us throughout this decade some of the stuff that we listened to the most um and i'll just i'll start by saying like coming into this decade my my library of music was still limited to what I was listening to at home. Um, again, part of that is the lack of independence, right? Yeah. Like I wasn't hanging out with my friends all the time. Yeah. I, now I hang out with my friends way too much, <laughs> right? But all of that shit has, is so different now. Like the, the, my music library, like we did this on the last episode we talked about how, or two episodes ago, whatever it was where we saw how many different artists we listened to. Like I would listen to over 150 artists this year. Yeah. Like just this year alone. Um, and that shit's kind of wild to me. Like you put that in a decade, it's probably over a grand. Exactly. Like I've listened to so much fucking music in this decade, music that I never would have experienced before. Um, and again, like my love for like certain artists just grew my appreciation for what goes behind creating a song, how much work it is, like what kind of effort it requires to put out a piece of art into the public eye and actually have everybody appreciate it or enough, like the masses appreciate it. Yeah. It's like, I didn't understand any of that shit before. And 
that's that's what this decade did for me. So we'll we'll start off with like Amul talking about, you know, his top albums. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, I know he has a list of like ten in there, but we're gonna we're gonna simmer down, you know. Like let's just like, let's just start off with like your first couple, and then maybe we'll move on to Vivek and we'll talk about what he likes, and yeah. then I'll talk about what I like, you know. So before I get into like the top ten list, an interesting thing that I that I discovered when I was making this list is that there's in the last five years there's only two albums I have on this list of, of my top 10 that actually made it so the question I had to you guys was is this because like what's the reason why in the last four or five years albums just aren't as good as they were in the first five years of this decade streaming I, yeah I was gonna say streaming too like, you guys think that, like, streaming has really, like, messed up the quality of albums we get nowadays? Yeah, I think streaming has like, changed. Like, because we complained about this last week with French Montana, how he threw in, like, six or seven songs that he released earlier in the year just to increase his streaming numbers. And the album suffered as a result. Yeah, so I was watching an interview. Um, it wasn't actually an interview. It was, um, yo, who's that girl on Indian Idol? Like the host Neha Kakar, yeah, yeah, right. So she's on uh, she's on this comedy show, like on Sony TV or whatever it is, and um, the host of the show, he asked, "Oh, Kapil Sharma, that's the guy." Yeah, Kapil Sharma. Kapil Sharma show. (laughs) Exactly, that's the show that she was on, and he's like, you know, you do a lot of Bollywood songs, but you were also one of those people that actually create albums, and um, he asked her why she hasn't come up with an album yet like a new album right because she's been pretty successful recently for those of you that don't know Neha Kakar is like a Bollywood like singer who comes from like a musical family and all of that shit pretty big on YouTube too if you're into like brown music um and her her reply was this is like this time now is the time of singles yeah right it's like albums don't really matter as much and now this is an artist who's selling like you know 200 300 million records like like her. she's getting sing- like streaming she's getting exactly 200, like 200 million. 300 million views yeah off of one track yeah and she she's making her bread and butter through singles where back then yeah. you would have to come up with a project now conversely i was watching that drake interview right that everybody's been talking about with rap radar and um he was talking about how like a project is still very very influential and it means a lot to like society as a whole yeah right it it influences like a whole generation later on yeah um so yeah streaming can be like a bit of a a problem yeah right so you know what was happening with like albums that used to drop in the early 2000s is that the albums would just come out there would be like a little bit of like advertising here and there but buddy the perfect example of that was like that good music album right there's no no, there but no good music that album was still like a bit later i'm talking like early 2000s like get richard die trying that didn't really have any singles like yeah came i out didn't listen it. to uh, i didn't listen to rap yeah we know we, we know we, we, sure. know, sure. we know um and then you know after that it, there used to be like this thing where like okay we need to have like a music video like some hot singles single that we can play on the radio so you drop like one or two but now it's like you have these singles that are coming out a year before the album even comes out and yeah. they're just like they're straight by the time you hear the album you're just like well, i've already heard all this and it goes back to, it goes back to the point that i made earlier about french montana right six seven singles that were on the album yeah. and he's not the only one that's doing it like yeah drake did the same thing hotline bling straight Holland Blink came out yeah Weekend did that I mean like it's starting to get like the quality of albums are starting to get reduced and there's like a definite I mean you can see it on our list I'm sure but like there's a definite uh, decrease in quality for sure that being said though there are some people that do come out with solid projects an example of that would be YBN Corday yeah right Um, J. Cole he doesn't do singles before dropping this uh before dropping an album i mean he did but not huge ones yeah right and not like five or six of them 
Yeah, not five or six. Right. Um, someone like Kendrick, he dropped what two albums this this decade? Uh, or three. Four, three or four. Good Kid, Mad City. That uh, track with um, Damn, and then Damn um, was the album. Yeah. Um, the other one. My was... the the butterfly one. Right, to pimp a butterfly. To, to pimp, pimp a butterfly. butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> the butterfly and then you can one. also put. I mean, like I would also put in like Section Eighty. It was a mixtape, but that was classic. It was, it that, was, was, that was the first Kendrick I heard. That was it. a surprise drop, wasn't it? No, no Section Eighty. No, you're thinking, you're, you're thinking about uh, uh, the Untitled. Oh, I guess that's another Un- project that he dropped. This yeah, decade, Untitled yeah. was like a collection of like the Lucys that he kind of didn't include in the previous albums. Yeah. So like that, yeah, he's had a lot of projects, but I mean, he doesn't really put out singles. And honestly, good artists don't need to. They don't need to. Right? Um, I'll give you an example. Like, Travis Scott just dropped a, a seven-track album, right? My personal feelings on it, I thought it was great. I'm not a huge Travis Scott fan, right? And I've got, like, a whole spiel on why I don't like him. Um, even on that seven-track album, the first track, uh, the first track, like, the intro track, uh, Highest in the Room. Yeah. That's a track that's already been out for like a couple months. Yeah. Right. So. But he usually doesn't do that. Like his last couple of albums, like you remember, like Astro. Astro World just came straight out. Yeah, that that track with Drake. I mean, like that that didn't drop before. The one that he didn't get credits on. Fucked over his like uh, charts (laughs) completely. But yeah, like 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 you just mentioned, like it goes back to charts, right? Like all these artists, they're trying to get the streaming numbers up. They know it's straight money for them. Yeah. So they're just trying to. Put as many hot single singles as they can so yeah no and like i i can't really add anything to that at, at this point right like it to my point earlier about how certain artists feel like whether it's in bollywood or you know western music yeah um the the thing right now is singles and that's that's all the artists want and that being said, that's being translated into their performances as well. If you ever notice, most of the artists that are doing, like, that are having big concerts and stuff, all their songs, the ones that are that they're closing off with, the last four tracks on the set list, yeah, and the intro tracks on the set list, those are all tracks that were singles, not not tracks that were, you know. You know, this that's actually a good point. If you if you remember, we went to a J Cole concert yeah. at BMO Center in Calgary. I don't remember that very much. I okay, remember one but, track for that but album, it, but that was a sick night. But if you remember that concert, highlight of the decade. Yeah, it was like that concert actually had like a theme, like he had like a like a choir and everything. Yeah, there was actually like an intro. It actually felt like you were going to like a performance. Yeah, but like you go to concerts nowadays, a lot of them are just like, hey, I'm just gonna play like my hottest songs. It's the hottest songs, and it's just a lot of them jumping up and down. Yeah. Um, and then, but it is what it is. That's what people are paying for, and as long as people keep on paying for it, that shit's gonna stay. Right? Yeah, and that's what they want. So, so, I mean, moving on to, as we mentioned, our top albums of this decade. I'm gonna go through mine. Uh, Vivek and Shweep have theirs. So starting with number ten, this one is technically a mixtape. But in my opinion, this is one of the most influential mixtapes of this decade. And that's uh, 56 Nights Future. Oh, that's so sick. Like Came with DJ Esco? 2015. Yeah, yeah, with DJ Esco. And that was really like the beginning of this future wave of just like that sound, Future's career. and all Was these... that after What a Time to Be Alive? No, that was way, way before. before. That was way before. This is 2015. And What About a Time... What a time was like twenty. What about a time? <laughs> what a time to be alive was twenty seventeen, I think. So yeah. I don't think what a time was twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen, twenty sixteen. Because I remember like, like, like fifty six nights came out like, and then he came out with um, Dirty Sprite two. I remember Dirty Sprite two. Yeah, and then after that was, what a time. He came okay. out with a lot pretty quick. But yeah, right. that was like the start of like this Atlanta, this Atlanta wave. Uh, I would say the Atlanta wave started with Versace. And that's just... That's like, a, I mean, that's a hot single. But remember and, like... And I'm going to say this, like just because we're talking about Versace. Um, I, I feel like that one particular track was the sole reason for why 
a lot of this, you know, two bars and is like shuffled in between yeah. like a mumble beat. Yeah. All of that came up because of that track. And uh Fight Night came out around that time too. Yeah. Fight Night was big. Yeah. But yeah. That was very influential. Number 9 is also a very influential mixtape. Not for Atlanta, but for Toronto. And that is Party Next Door. Party Next Door. Fun fact for the people that don't know that's just his name and yeah. then the album is also called Party, Party Next, Next Door. Door. It's PND1. Uh this came out in 2013 yeah so fun fact guess how many like album how much of this he sold in the first week probably 10 grand oh less two grand two grand exactly like he sold 2,000 copies of this mixtape and it's arguably one of the most influential it's still one of the best mixtapes for the toronto sound yeah like he he was a big factor probably next door in creating that toronto sound for sure and i hope in this decade we actually get something and he's not just a sweatshop worker for Drake. Yo, he addressed that shit on the interview, eh? <laughs> Did he? Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? So he's like, I see all the memes. I see the people uh, saying that I lock him up in the basement. Yeah. It's like, it's funny, <laughs> but it's not true. He's like, apparently PND just doesn't like to work on music all the time. He's like, that's just his, that's just, we don't have like OVO as a, uh, as a label doesn't put restrictions on how many projects you have to drop yeah. in a certain amount of time. Um, they give the artists like complete creative control and like the freedom to release their projects as they please. Um, and so that being said, it's like supposedly PND just wanted to take a break. And um, but I mean, the two tracks that he came out with, they shot up. Yeah, they did. And right. I hope like we actually get a decent project out of this. PND three was okay. PND three was okay. Like his... PND two was pretty good too. PND two, but like the quality's all gone downhill for him throughout his career i guess and he has a good uh, he has a good track with summer walker as well on the yeah album. like he's like he's a, he's had good features for sure. the people that don't know that track is on uh that track is on our playlist shout out <laughs> shout out to the playlist shout out to the one mic playlist find it <laughs> under the r&b one anyways moving on number seven i had to give it a, i had to put an electronic album in here but funk wave bounces volume one calvin harris came out in 2017 oh, that was good that had a lot of hits you know rolling um yeah like he had a lot of artists on there and the album was was great throughout the album was great mm. and i think like him changing up his sound you know making it interesting for people that like for people that didn't know him before you know like that album killed it yes yeah. so number six this one was a classic probably the best collab album of this decade and that's Watch the Throne, Kanye West, and Jay-Z. Sick. That was... Sick like, album. Sick album. The hits. You know, the fact that these two big artists at the time... Yeah, those tracks are still playing on the radio. Yeah, it came out, came out in 2011. Yeah. And those tracks are still big. Number five, Pinata, Freddie Gibbs, and Madlib. A lot of people don't know that album, though. They don't we've, know we've the album. We've talked about this album before. I hope some of you will possibly check it out because that album is like it's amazing it's it's a pure rap album the production's amazing it's not the sort of production you, you're gonna hear in rap nowadays and it's it's a timeless album really number four we have to give a shout out to our boy had to find a way to put this album on this list and that was nothing was the same drake what do you mean had to find a reason yeah, that's, 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 that's just that's on just there. gotta be there it's gotta be there you know I, but here's my my problem was take care or nothing was the same was take care 2010 yeah so okay. this was this came out 2013 yeah so but the, the problem i had with take care is that the album honestly for me sounds kind of dated right now i disagree but sure go on like for me it just felt like i, I don't know if i can if this is like a timeless album anymore where nothing was the same felt to me more timeless we can agree to disagree. Continue. <laughs> all right, all right. Number four. Now I'm surprised this album. Like when I when I started making this list, I was like, okay, this album's got to be on the on the top ten. And then when I started making like the order, it kind of kept moving its way up and up. And I was shocked when it got up to number four. But 
this is an album a lot of you might not have heard of. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of you haven't heard of. And that is Sylvia Demo, Isaiah Rashad. Came out in 2014. That was a good. That was a good. It was is, it a mixtape or an album? It's an album. It was it was his first studio album. Yeah. That was uh, good. He just got signed to TD at the time. He's dropped one other album after that. That was a pretty pretty good one too. He's coming out with a new one in 2020. Uh, definitely check him out. He's a great artist. This is like a pretty deep album where he goes into a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, that like, was like suicide, his dad dying, all that stuff. And like one of my favorite albums of all time, definitely. So 20 or third on the list is Damn, Kendrick Lamar. Came out in 2017. Yeah, I didn't think that album was all that great, but sure, continue. You're a hater. The album was like, it was outstanding. Like there was from top to bottom. Like Kendrick just like, you'll see him again on this list, don't worry. But good kid now, he's, yeah, he's outstanding. Like, his, his music talent, the production, the way he crafts a song is outstanding. But number two, and I feel like this is going to be Young Schwabe's number one, and that's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yep. Kanye West came out in 2010, so I just made the cutoff, but best of the decade. All right. And then number one, no prizes for guessing, Good Kid Mad City, Kendrick Lamar. Came out in 2012. And the only thing I'll say about this album is like, this is the definition of what like an album should be. It's a story. It's a story. There's it's a full pro- story. There's a progression. There is like the skits are not like boring. The skits actually make sense. Like it goes into so many different topics of his life. And like you really get an idea of like how that time frame in his life was. Yeah. And it like the thing is like when you tell a story in an album the fear is that you're going to kind of like the quality of the actual song will go away. You know what I mean? Like you're so desperate to tell the story. For sure. But in this one, like, you know, I'm like the one song uh, I'm dying of thirst is like where he's talking about his brother dying, getting shot. And like, it's incredibly sad, but the song itself is amazing. And the album is easily best of the decade for me. No, that's sick. It's a good list. Thank you. Thank you. Like, um, hopefully you guys caught all of that. Yeah. And uh, you, know, <laughs> you guys have an opportunity to listen to some of those projects. Or you guys have probably already heard them. Because I mean, most of these albums came out with pretty sick tracks that were everywhere. Yeah. Like, um, like you, S- you- Sylvia Demo, um, maybe if you guys haven't heard of it, like, it was on a lot of these, you know, top 10 of the decade lists from other like Pitchfork, Rolling Stones. Like, it was on a lot. So, I mean, yeah, definitely worth checking out. All right. So, I'll go through my list. I'm not going to do 10 albums. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go four albums. And um, I'm not going to put them in any... Drake, pro- Kanye, Drake, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Diversity. Um, so, I do listen to a lot of R&B. But I'm all kind of covered all the R&B albums. There's like one R&B. You covered one R&B. <laughs> yeah, but so okay. Bryce and Taylor's Trap Soul was pretty good for me. Yes, that was that was one of the the songs. cutoffs. Yeah, the, yeah, one of the albums. Um, another one. See, I like to associate it with like the time in my life. So 2010, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out. Yeah, and I don't um, think it came out in 2010. It did. Yeah, Graduation came out. No, in no, no. Oh, yeah, my no, beautiful dark twisted that. fantasy. Really? Yeah, just yeah. mentioned it. <laughs> 2010. 2010. Yeah. Um. So. This album is like it is just really special to me. The reason being is like this is my introduction to like the genre of hip hop. Yeah. It's like one of the like obviously I heard a few rap tracks before, but this is the first album that I actually listened to front to back multiple times and I was like, yo, this is banger. Yeah. And this is what got like this is what got me into the genre itself so like it's the reason for why i enjoy the music that i enjoy today shout out kanye the production on it is solid shout out jenna for giving me a vinyl vinyl player i got the actual she got me like the three-part vinyl for christmas and it was fucking awesome it's probably like one of the best gifts i've ever gotten (laughs) like the artwork on it is beautiful i know we've been talking about vinyls a lot um on this and the beauty of it and i'm telling you like 
after using one, there's definitely beauty in listening to something just on without the having the ability to skip through or listening to your favorite verse. Like it's just it's amazing. Um, nothing was the same as obviously up there. I've mentioned that a million times. Like it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Also notable fact, like fun fact. It's also one of Drake's favorite albums. Like he says yeah. that it's his best project. Um, and then I'm gonna just, uh, you know, just for the Bollywood feels. Oh no! Oh Jesus! No! I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that. <laughs> I'm gonna throw one in there. Ashiki Two had the best oh, Bollywood album. Yo, just right, the right, 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 2010 to 2019 run. I'm going home. <laughs> oh my god. The Ashiki Two solid tracks. Um, you could still listen to them. Arjit Singh killed I'm it. I'm very sorry to our viewers, <laughs> our listeners. Sorry <laughs> to our for, have, for having to hear that on this pod. Yeah, you guys are haters. Um, as far as like artists of the decade shit goes, like. It's Drake and Kanye are number one for me. Um, J. Cole, 2014 Forest Hill Drives was another. That was, that was one of the cutoffs for me yeah. too. It's um, it's definitely another album that I really loved. Um, reason being, it was just a great time in my life. And um, there was a lot of sick tracks. What does that have to do with the album though? Nah, bro. Like, yo, music is like. <laughs> it was good time in my life. <laughs> I'm really like, I, like I said in the beginning, like I'm I'm associating it with what like was happening in my life at the time, right? right? And like why it resonated with me to this day. And it's like one of my best memories from that year is like I got to listen to this album. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, like so, it's like yeah, when I was, there's like circular logic. <laughs> like the album reminded me of a good time, but that it was good, good time, time was because like, I was still the album. I Y'all haters, I'm first you drop with the Ashiki two bullshit. <laughs> Y'all just haters because I'm having a hard time putting my words together. But <laughs> it's really cold. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, what's your top four? Yeah, what about uh, what about you, Vivek? Uh, I'm gonna pull this shit up. Alright, hold up, hold up. So, um, I'm not gonna lie. Putting this list together was a little bit interesting for me, because obviously in 2013, 2014, I had a huge shift in terms of the music that I was into. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like you. No, you but I I did a 180. Like, like, I did a 180 from being a true hip hop head, growing up on hip hop, and then discovering house, and then I I flipped it almost to the point where I only listened to big hip hop projects that would come up. Yeah, I used to listen to. I used to be on datpiff.com. Oh, dat, yo, downloading every mixtape. Hot new hip hop. Yeah, every mixtape. If GZ like, or Gucci Mane put out some ice cream cone shit, yeah. I was on it. <laughs> yeah, do people actually still go on hot new hip hop? Datpiff. Yeah, people yeah. still go on datpiff. It's still a thing. Yeah, I feel like people just followed like the Twitter pages now. No, oh, no, you'd be surprised. A lot. Some people aren't on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so putting this list was was interesting so i'm gonna stick to hip-hop though because at the end of the day that's at the start of the decade and even till now it's, and it's let's a, be let's it's a be big honest. and house doesn't really come and out with house, albums yet. Not there aren't albums. you know there aren't albums and the yeah. albums suck anyways so i'm not gonna i mean also be honest some of these might drift into 09 i'm not sure i haven't like 100 I mean, fact that's checked fine. It. no one's gonna kill you for it but uh i might <laughs> I'm gonna go, and I, I know this drifts back before 2010, but I'm gonna go with Carter Three. Yeah, that's yeah, no, Carter that's, Three is. That's gotta be. I was in grade 11 or 12, so that's gotta be like 09. I think. Well, the age was. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot of time. But Carter Three. Really I mean, I feel like no one gives respect to Lil Wayne no more. Carter Three was an amazing project. It was great. That was, was three, solid. Carter 4. Was that the one with like How to Love, or was that Carter Four? Might have been Carter Four. That was Carter Four. That was yeah. Carter Four. Yeah, this one had the that track with Jay Z. Uh. Drop the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's drop the world, yeah. Another one that might go into it, trilogy by weekend. That that was also no. dude. That might be 2010 no, because it was, was like college. I feel like that was 2010. I think that's at the cutoff. I feel like it was 2010. Again, another uh, mixtape that set Toronto sound. In I was motion. I was gonna put. I was really thinking hard of uh, House of Blooms. House of Blooms yeah. is before 2010 though, for no, sure. No, it's after. I think it was. I think it was 20, 2010 or 2011. Yeah, that shit's so long ago, man. Like, nobody <laughs> remembers it anymore. Another one from 2010. I'm pretty sure it's 2010. J. Cole, Friday Night Lights. Uh, mixtape, not an album. I'm gonna just say this. Born Center was better. 
Born Center was an Ooh. album. Friday Night Lights is a Born is a, Center is a mixtape. Better. Born Center is after he signed his record label. Born Center label is deal. that one album. Wait, that you're is talking record label deals. Land of the Snakes. You're talking you're talking label deal albums now. Friday Night Lights was when he was still sort of just being discovered. Um and he was, you know, he had a couple mixtapes in. I think this was the last of his mixtapes before he put out a first full album. Yeah. So, yeah. It was bomb. Also fun fact, on Born Center, there are a few tracks that were already on Friday Night Lights. So, yeah, they crossed over. Um, but he did change up the verses, so shout out J. Cole. Section 80, Kendrick. Oh, easy. 100% all day. Rigor Mortis, one of the top rap songs of this decade, easily. All day. ADHD, Rigor yeah, Mortis. ADHD, Rigor Mortis. Uh, we'll clear this up quick. My Beautiful, Dark Twisted Fantasy. I think it's on everybody's list. That's <laughs> on everyone's <laughs> list. And nothing was the same. And, uh, yeah. list. and with that I, I'm done I think that was like 4 or 5 yeah. it goes to show you that we all kind of enjoy the same music like yeah, we've, we've shouted out Weekend we've shouted out all these other artists before uh, a few other like notable albums that we didn't mention uh, 444 Jay Z I think that was a great yeah it was okay bro I feel like that, that album is like you listen to it for like a month and then you just kind of forget about it. I mean, I mean a month is pretty good. A month is a life. long time, you know. Like, nah, a month is a long time now, but a month in 2016, 2017 was not a long time. Okay, fine, fine. Um, because of the internet, Childish Gambino. Okay, that, that was a good album. That was a good album. Um, R.I.P. Playboy Cardi. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, that's only not, you. I'm no, sorry. No, big fan, Cardi's but, good, but nah, not, not decade worthy. Guy. I don't, I don't fuck with Playboy Cardi. Nah, no, he's good. Cardi's good. Fuck you. Um. The next one, Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight, Travis yeah. Scott. Yeah, another another favorite. Influential. Uh, Barter Six, Young Thug. Gross. You're going to hate on Absolute it. Absolute trash. But that was an outstanding album. That is the best project by Young yeah, Thug. Yeah, I cannot stand Young Thug anymore. I, I mean, used to like him, but... Those of you like him, great project. And then you can also... The, the two albums we forgot to mention, the artists we forgot to mention, that's going to be on a lot of these lists. Frank Ocean and the two albums, Blonde Frank Ocean, and that Channel Orange. Channel Orange. Yeah. For sure. And then I got to throw a shout out to our boy from Montreal. 99.9% Ooh, by Kate That's good. That's a great album. Yeah, so. you know who made a comeback this decade? Now that you shouted out like the Montreal area. Yeah. I know it's not Montreal, it's Ottawa, but Belly made Belly. a comeback. <laughs> Belly <laughs> actually made a comeback this decade. <laughs> Wasn't it one of his albums like, I'm not a terrorist? Or... No, yeah, he called, used to make like terrorist. political stuff back yeah, yeah. when we were in our high school days. But Switch it up. Shwave's about to say, you know, my name is Khan, the best album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Channel Orange, as good as it was, I actually got around to listening to Blonde a second time, like yeah. a month ago. It's like, and I, I I, didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like it? No, the same time. I didn't like Blonde. I, 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 I don't know. Tried to fuck with it, but it was just too weird. Yeah, I kind of agree with you, yeah. But the thing for me, like, Channel Orange was the opposite. Well, like yeah. the first time I listened to it, I was like, mm, I don't know about really? this. Yeah. The other album where it's like, it took, I, I know for you, Shoaib, it took you a couple times. It took me like three, four times of listening. But Jesus by Kanye West. Like, Bro, listen, Kanye doesn't drop trash unless it's about like Jesus. Yo, first, time, about Jesus. first time I listened like, to th- it. This is the first time Kanye's <laughs> actually dropped trash like ever in his career. Like first time I listened to Jesus, I was like, yo, what is this trash? Like, this is garbage. But it took me like three, four times, and then by the time at the end, I was like, "Yo, this is this is certified classic." Like my my goal is to have like the entire Kanye collection on vinyl. Also, one album that I forgot, "The Life of Pablo." I love that shit. I hated on it a lot when it came out. I was solid, but that album, like, I can still listen to it front to back. Also, give a shout out to uh, ASAP Rocky. Live, love ASAP. Live, love ASAP. That was great. Bomb as fuck. Um, YG. Yo, YG had a my, couple of my crazy life. That was was that the first one? That was one with like Bompton, um, the Drake song, the Drake song. Yeah, bitch, who, like, do, you who love? do you love? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, if you're reading this, is too late. It's gonna be on mine, but one of my favorites. But didn't make. Uh, yo, yeah. There's certain artists this decade that didn't really drop garbage, and those artists are like the ones that are top with the game right now right yeah. like you're talking drake kanye cole kendrick that being said cole did drop like a trash album uh, <laughs> well not the greatest album at least and then you know my name is my name push it to oh classic that is a classic savage mode by 21 savage his first with uh, metro Boomin. sick album sick album 
Um, and then two electronic albums that I forgot to mention. But In Color, Jamie XX. Ooh, that's... Hey, you pulled that out the bag. Yeah, that was a good one. You yeah. know he worked on that album for five years? Took him five years? Five years to make that album. Damn. Takes five years for Vivek to drop a track. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come, man. Time, time. And then uh, Disclosure had two releases. Uh, that's uh, Nocturnal and Settle. Both quality. Uh, I don't know what they're doing now. Honestly, I've listened to the recent stuff. It's trash. I don't care anymore. So, But they dropped those two good projects. What are you talking about I'm disclosure? Gonna just, I'm going to yeah. just throw this yeah. out yeah, there. The worst thing that happened to music this decade was Lizzo. She, she I think it she's off. the worst oh, thing that happened to music. Nah, she's a worst. Six Six months of 2019. Yeah, like, she'll be gone. It, it as soon as she comes, she'll be, she'll be out the door. It's not really a big deal. I don't like Lizzo. Oh, yeah, we already discussed that we don't like her. She'll be gone. Ain't worry. She better be. I think that covers the album yeah, stuff. You know, we're going to move off of music a little bit here. I'm going to just throw this out there, right? Like, at the start of this decade, like, a lot has changed in this decade. And technology has played a huge part in it. Like, at the start of this decade, Facebook was still the most popular social media tool. Yeah. Was, right? Yeah. And um, now only losers in the <laughs> audience that are sitting here with us let's uh, use Facebook still as their primary social network. We have a creepy guest in the studio. We do. <laughs> um, you know... Twitter wasn't big at all. Nowadays, it's like Twitter is where you go to for news. Um, back then, we didn't have... Streaming wasn't a big thing, right? All of a sudden, like that's changed as well. Yeah, it wasn't until 07 that Spotify got its deals. With I'm just the saying, major, like, so. in terms of like actual... The masses using it. Like I remember, bro, I was pirating music back in like back up until like 2011 i will say this though when i got to england in 2013 spotify was widely used like i literally was the only person that didn't have spotify so i mean it's a european thing so it was already in europe before it got to here what are some other things that were like there at the start of the decade that are just like that were just coming in netflix yeah yeah so like streaming is like a huge deal right like nowadays it's like most people don't have cable at their house Nope, nobody's got cable. But it's shout like, out IPTV. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Netflix. Shout out that guy on uh, Reddit that hooked up uh, a lot of subscriptions. You're doing it big out of India, bro. Um, no, nah, and it, it, just, it just makes me think, right? It's like time has changed so much. And right now we're at the, like, we're still young enough, even though we're pretty old now to experience the new shit and actually enjoy some of the newer shit but i feel like by the end of this decade we're going to start becoming the dinosaurs right we're going to become oh, the yeah. new boomers 100 percent. so i don't i don't think that's entirely true nah no i think like our generation is so tuned in when it comes to the new new things that are going on yeah not necessarily everything yeah but like we're still tuned in enough that we know what's going on. Yeah, it's not like boomers where they they were never exposed the, the, to this stuff yeah, at so all. The, yeah, the, the thing boomers about, didn't have access yeah, to Yeah, the anything. thing about boomers, they, yeah. they weren't exposed to yeah, it. They no. had no idea where the stuff is coming from. We have the internet where we can see where all this stuff, okay, this is happening. And then we can catch on to it. Also, man, the world's just like, it's, it's changed. Like I said this at my cousin's 30th. We were talking about this. Obviously, turning 30 is a pretty big deal, but it was, it was pretty like widely like agreed upon the group that we were with it's like 30 today is not 30 what 30 was back in the 90s or the early 2000s like 30 is giving today ourselves is like, hope pe- people <laughs> are just getting started like and so and it goes back to what you're saying people are still tuned into everything that's going around and yeah so i don't think we'll be dinosaurs exactly we yeah. might we, we definitely nah, won't know as the, much at the end of the decade we'll be we'd be hitting the end of our 30s yeah right? it's like, gonna be like stuff like yeah, okay we don't use the that, beginning of the end of our 30s slang you know <laughs> stuff like that but like in terms of like stuff that's going on like social media and stuff i feel like we'll still be mostly on it yeah that's another thing that changed a lot eh slang at the start yeah slang at the start, well, the, start at the start of this decade hint, hint. 
the internet terms are going to delve into some of it but yeah for sure there was uh there's a big difference in the slang yeah no and language is something that's changed throughout and i think globalization plays a huge part in it right like yeah. especially with us having so much access now yeah if, if like, you're from toronto globalization hits you with the slang yeah there's sure. like yeah and ting and all that shit i mean they always had that though like the jamaican stuff yeah i don't know bro i feel like it's more now toronto always had it they always had it but it's not like you have like white people in like whitby ontario saying it you know yeah everybody's saying walla bro yeah yeah that was the thing in high school bro even our high school people would just be like walla no but it's like it's just becoming a thing now right like yeah I mean, there was this uh, there was this article that I read recently, and it was called um, "Alienated, Alienated, Alone, and Angry: What the Digital Revolution Really Did to Us." And uh, the subcaption was, "We were promised community, civics, and convenience. Instead, we found ourselves dis- dislocated, distrustful, and disengaged." It's an article on BuzzFeed, and it was basically talking about how like uh, somebody had this hypothesis in 2008, 2009. He felt like this coming decade would be like a decade where everybody would come together on the internet. You'd have like people, enlightenment? Yeah, like it would be a new age of enlightenment kind of thing, just yeah. on the internet. And you'd have people coming together, sharing ideas, learning more about other cultures, and just becoming together. And he said that instead, we find ourselves more and more disengaged. Like social media is just like people attacking each other and just ideas yes yeah, i disagree with that it's like people would always find like a community to like be around right yeah and but be like, a part of they're... and so like social media sure it's given people the ability to connect with people from other cultures but it's also to your point right like where people are secluding each other like each other yeah and they're forming groups i feel like those groups are becoming bigger and bigger so either way the ideas are being shared sure there might they might be, be like shared between peers that feel and think the same way as you do yeah but do you think that that could be a problem because you can okay, say if you believe something right you believe in anti anti-vaccination yeah you can find communities of other people that believe the same thing and large communities and then and those those communities kind of like reinforce those same ideas and it's a big circle jerk it's a big circle jerk, <laughs> exactly throwback <laughs> and you know it just continually you start to think that okay everybody else is wrong but i have like this group of like a hundred thousand people on facebook that believe in the same thing i do so yeah this is definitely true so what i feel is like because everything like all the social media use i do think that it became a lot bigger in this decade versus the decade before right start of the decade not a lot of people had iphones and android phones like 2010 2011 like i got my iphone 4 in 2011 right and back then i was still one of like maybe out of a graduating class of like what 400 i think it was for us yeah right um i was one of the like maybe 50 60 kids that had like a real smartphone oh wow that's a flex right there bro <laughs> bro i got money dog <laughs> anyways my point is right we were still like this whole decade we were learning how to use the internet to its fullest extent or to the extent that it can be used to today yeah right but the ability to have access to it at all times i feel like going forward because we've now adapted the technology we've gotten used to the technology now we can start to address some of the problems that come with the technology as well and a lot of companies are doing that right they're they're starting to now yeah so i feel like by the end of this decade so 2029 2030 yeah i feel like you will notice that things are a little different i mean i hope so (laughs) we all hope so but the thing is like there's you would think like by the start of the decade like wikipedia was a big thing yeah and wikipedia was supposed to be like okay at the you, start of the decade wikipedia wasn't even a credible source wikipedia is now a credible source no it was it was kind of up there it was up there for sure we were we were in grade 10 or 11 and wikipedia was still used quite a bit it was used a lot but there was always that rhetoric that no but that's like it. teachers saying stupid shit like oh, don't use it like <laughs> It was still a good source. Fuck you, bitch. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> use Fuck Wiki. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but the thing was, like, you would think that Wikipedia would become a source of people learning more about 
anything really yeah but now it's like the level of you know what people know hasn't increased even though you have all these resources in front of you that are so easily accessible yeah are you just saying that because you're not in a position where you have to research stuff anymore no like think about it right like as a person who's (laughs) as a person who's not actually looking for certain knowledge on a certain subject yeah right you're not going to go out and try to find it. No, but and I'm not talking about it's, myself. It's a lot to ask for. I'm not talking about myself uh, specifically. I'm talking about like the people that like, you know, there's so many things that everybody doesn't know. You know, like if I if I tried to bring up like the Iran Contra incident, I bet you a bunch of Americans still have no idea what that is. Sure, but at the same time, a lot of people now more so than before probably do see a different side of it one way or another because say you have you know 400 followers or 400 people that you're following yeah right each page is trying to raise some sort of awareness and sure you might be one of the few people that only follows pages that are that are showing you the like the side that you want to see chances are though that you will come across something that you disagree with and that to me is still awareness it is but like i don't think it's been general knowledge in the population has increased no, enough it hasn't it, hasn't. it, it just hasn't like and like i hope that changes in this coming decade but i don't i honestly don't have high hopes <laughs> most yeah but are... that's just humanity in general right like people are retarded yeah hey hey hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, I mean sorry yeah. No, no discrimination you know i know it's 2020 now we can't be we can't be saying that stuff hey, hey, hey. <laughs> another thing that came out of this decade was memes yeah like meme culture really blew up <laughs> like that iran shit bro that world war three shit like killed me that's some funny ass memes i mean it's a, it's a really sad topic to talk about because obviously a lot of lives are at stake and a lot of families could be destroyed and all that dumb shit but the memes killed me like i i died laughing I'm memes just, get you through anything memes can get you through the worst of times <laughs> that that was that was a beautiful thing of the 2010 to 2019 uh, 2019 area like yeah. era 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 <laughs> era era anyways uh hey it's 2020 you can't connect, like correct my pronunciation no, i can i can do it <laughs> so let's move on to some internet terms. Yeah, let's and do that. It's going to be decade themed. But uh, these internet terms, everybody should know them. But the interesting thing here is I was going to do a little game with you two. Of course. Always, and, always pitting us against each other. I mean, you guys are the only two. <laughs> I was going to do like, uh, if you guys knew like the origin of these internet terms. So the first internet term is adulting. No, I know I've, been, means, I've, been, but... I've been doing that shit since I was six years old. <laughs> okay, you're, buddy. You're adulting? You're adulting since six? Bro, listen, anybody who's like the like the eldest sibling in the family has been adulting their whole life. You've been, you've been paying them taxes? I don't know where it came from, though. Yeah, I don't know well, where it came from. It either. came from... But um, I know I've been doing it for, the, for my whole life. Somebody actually tweeted out. Good, uh, good internet thing to do. Yeah. They tweeted out, grew up in a town of 2000 and adulted 10 years in NYC. And now everyone has the same values. That actually came out in 2008, but it didn't catch on until this decade. Ah, damn. So none of you got that. Now this next one, I hope Vivek gets this one. I feel like Vivek's going to get this one. Vivek always uh, gets this one. Flex. Yo, Vivek don't know Flex, bro. Yeah, I, I ain't got no position to Flex. But I don't know what the origin of that is either. To be honest. Yeah, nobody knows the origin of like all these words. They're just there. I, it was from Ice Cube. It was a good day, okay. and the line was. That's a really old song, though. Yeah, but it got relevant this this decade. Flex obviously wasn't. What's the line? It was saw the police and they rolled past me. No flex and didn't even look in my direction. Ooh. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. Oh my so God! So now you flexing, huh? Because you know the bars. I mean, show him, show him. You weren't even listening to music when this shit came out. Hey, I was listening to Bollywood music, okay? <laughs> Don't mijo. <laughs> uh, the next nah, one. That's 2010s, bro. God. 
the next one i'll be surprised if you get this internet term because this one was surprising to me too and it was lit just lit i don't know i'm just adding ad libs <laughs> at this point i don't know where it came from yeah. so it came from a diary of some unknown aviator in 1918 if you believe that and he wrote we walked into a vamp's house we all got lit and had a hell of a time damn this was in 1918 he was, he was a man he was a man way ahead of his time yo, they walked into a house and got and lit. we got lit yo. <laughs> we getting lit right now <laughs> uh this next one also came from a rap song so i hope vivid gets it and that's uh shook I'm gonna go with shook ones. Oh, it has he, to come from the mob. He deep. got it. Yeah. I was gonna say Mob the same deep, thing. Mob deep shook ones part two, 1995. It obviously became big in this decade. So none of you have got any of these. Oh, okay, so I you, got you, shook. You just, you just got shook. All right. So Vivek won nothing. Uh, the last one. I hope. I think Vivek might 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 get this one, and that's uh, shade. We be throwing shade at each other all the time. <laughs> nah, I didn't got it. I'm got the origin of this. Yeah, I don't know what the origin is either. So this one came from uh, black and Latino drag queens in NYC. Oh, did it? So shout out so drag queens, yo, that's that. a story. So it was like from a documentary in 1990 called "Paris Is Burning," and one of the things one of the drag queens said is, uh, "Oh, honey, I'm glad you saved up to buy those glasses." And that was a little bit of shade because obviously ah. those glasses were ugly as fuck. Okay, all right. That's yeah, you know, drag queens actually made some rounds this decade as well. Like RuPaul drag race. Yeah, I mean, and Shoaib saw some. No, I saw some drag queens in person, and I was in LA. I yeah. was gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, was, yeah, I didn't know what the story was behind that. I tried to explain to Shoaib what it was really all about. Yeah, <laughs> no, Vivek did a pretty good job. Like, it's kind of crazy how much like knowledge this guy actually has. Well, it's about dance music, so. Uh, but no, you know what's funny? Um, so they're not technically drag queens but they kind of are there's just a huge population of them they're called kusras in pakistan <laughs> here comes, right here comes show him <laughs> yo yo right before 2020 showed up right our, our guest is in shock and horror right, right before right before 2020 came out they came um like in pakistan they gave these guys like some sort of like um, identification cards and whatnot <laughs> yeah that's pretty progressive for a pretty conservative society they I gave them a so. what like some ID cards, like to actually. <laughs> Hello, I'm Kusra. <laughs> yeah, like they can identify. They can actually identify as transgender in a very conservative like society. It's pretty wild shit. Also, they are like there's like there's not transgender. Uh, well, I mean, drag queens aren't transgender, but you know, the there's a drag queen show on E Network now. Yes, too. RuPaul. It's been on for the, it's been on <laughs> since like 2010. <laughs> So, hey, so then it works. Yes, RuPaul has been yeah, on for says, a it long still works. time. <laughs> yeah. glad, uh, one of Shoei's biggest discoveries is yeah, yeah, definitely honestly, been drag queens. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just used to call them Kusre before, you know? Like, that, that's, <laughs> that's what it used to be. Like, I mean, it can be it can be considered derogatory. but right, Before Shoei digs himself a bigger <laughs> hole. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> It's not it's not derogatory where I come from, so it's fine. Um But yeah, I think I think that's it. We did a pretty good recap of the decade. Yeah, you guys we're gonna any- we're gonna, you know, try to switch things up in the new year, so we're gonna we're gonna take a week off yeah, or maybe could, we take time off all the time anyway, so it doesn't yeah, really matter. Be, this could be late, but-, but we're gonna take some time off. We're gonna revamp the whole podcast. Y'all y'all already know it's about to be heat in twenty twenty. Yeah, you know what it is, you know, these first fourteen episodes we've had a great run, but isn't it thirteen? 14. 14. I think this is four. This might be 13. This is 13. You but yeah, what? this is this has really just been about us trying to trying to figure out what 13. we want to okay, do with you're this. You're right. 13. And I think in the next Yo, the one next thing I forgot run, to talk about. We're going to kill it. Dating really changed in this decade. Yeah, yeah man, Tinder, Tinder, you know, Bumble. I'm playing the yeah, Tinder man, game. Shit, I wouldn't shit. get late if it wasn't for those apps. So thank you very much, <laughs> Tinder and Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about meeting people in real life. No hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of sad, bro. Like you know, future generations. I got a little brother. That man's gonna be on Tinder pretty soon. He is. He probably already is. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> all right we don't want to get into underage stuff by by any means so we're yeah. gonna, gonna end this quick your brother's age is 18 on tinder <laughs> <laughs> looking for a 34 year old you know what it is 
<laughs> yeah, you ever been with the younger guy before? She's like, shit, how young? Like, nine. <laughs> He's like, I got game, baby. Baby, you see my Fortnite skin, though? <laughs> nah, that shit's gonna be wild in the next decade, too. So, you know, all you single people out there, good luck. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, but thanks again for listening. As always, um, follow us on Instagram at the One Mike Podcast. Um, listen to our Spotify playlist. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. I know you guys have been showing us a lot of love lately. And um, thank you for waiting for this one. We just took a little bit of time off for the holidays and shit. So thanks again for listening. Easy. Easy.